Friends, you're listening to Garden Planet with Selena and Karen. Today's episode, we are going to take you along with us to have two garden rambles. One with Karen over at the Community Garden in Woodside, down in West Auckland. And one with me in my own garden at home. And after that, Karen will share with us a recipe using our plan of the week. So sit back, relax, and listen as we take you on a journey around our gardens. Good morning, Garden Planet listeners, and welcome from Lockdown Level 3 in Auckland. So obviously, we're not in the studio, so I'm going to... You know how last time we were in lockdown, I mentioned I might do another garden ramble? Well... The time has come. And because there's not a great lot happening in my garden, being winter and all, I thought I might take or extend my ramble to my community garden, Woodside Community Garden, and just give you a little tour around and let you know what's happening at this time of the year, winter, at Woodside Community Garden. So I'm just sitting inside the container we have a small 20 foot container here that stores our garden essentials and I'm just waiting for a break in the weather I think my moment has arrived let's see yes so let's start with our compost bins and have a look and see what's happening there our first bin which is the bin where we add scraps is completely full, which is good. People are coming down during lockdown and keeping that topped up. Awesome. The next bin along, which is where we transfer the scraps after they've been degrading for about two weeks, is looking pretty full too. And then our third and final bin where we transfer those broken down scraps and it's looking full as well. We're all ready for action down here. So that third bin's more like, re- it's the most broken down compost. And that is ready to put on our plots. Okay, so I've been busily, my plan this year is to finish our comfrey border. And I've been trying to get plants in, lots of new baby plants in around the border. While it's nice and cool. And... I have to say, it looks like half of them have drowned. So I could have to... I'll give it a few more months and see if that sometimes with comfrey, those deep-seated roots will show growth when you least expect it. So let's not panic there just yet. Uh, My... Oh dear, that's not looking good either. My passion fruit which are planted right by the entrance, has been completely, almost completely eaten back by slimies. So it looks like Jackie or someone's put a cloche over the top of that just to give it some added protection. I'm going to add some slug pellets to that tyre as well. That's what's sitting around the passion fruit. Lots of slug and snail evidence around They really are in full force at the moment, judging by the broccolis at the front entrance there. 
everything else is looking pretty wet and sad. Well, not sad, but just you know what it's like. But looking like a bit like a drowned rat, a lot of the plots. But some really good growth. Oh, it looks like one of my dwarf peas has finally taken. Oh, no, sorry, that's not a dwarf pea. That's a standard pea. Awesome. I thought the slimies had got them. There's two remaining, and it looks like two beets have started doing well as well. So the cloches are off them, and they're getting full right now, so that's excellent. Celeries are looking incredible. Looking nice and green. One thing about gardening in the winter is everything is green. Green or brown. The spring flowers are just starting to emerge. Our borage is looking really strong. I find with borage, I have never been able to get that to grow well at my house. I don't know what's going on with that. Very hard to transplant. And then other places, it just flourishes like it is down at the Woodside Garden. When I'm looking at the comfrey border, which is we have a fence around our garden, quite a large one, the area on the inside would be probably 20, 15 metres by 10 metres, quite quite an area. Actually, the comfrey everywhere is looking a bit sad, not just my new growth, so... I think it's time will come. Spring onions are finally starting to show a bit more volume, a bit more growth, which is excellent. Of course, all our brassicas are looking pretty good. I think they would like a bit of sun. Same with the spinach that I planted a while back, but it's really taken foot now. That's good. Oh, I'm so glad I came down here because a lot of things are needing some uh, slug pellets. Okay, guys, it's starting to rain. I'm going to think about one more area of the garden to take you while I'm in the shed, and I'll be back as soon as this rain stops. Okay, Uh, the rain does not seem to be ceasing, and it looks like we are expecting storms for the rest of the week. So I'm just going to end in my little ramble here uh, just from the shed here, I can see undercover the orchard is looking wet, uh, but winter-like, no leaves on the uh, fruit trees. So spring is going to be an exciting time. I, it's you know everything sort of starts coming back to life, but everything's looking pretty standard down here. Um, do take care. Uh, try and do what you can when it's not raining, just a little tidy up really or of course applying uh, slug and bait uh, slug and snail bait to your garden uh, soil's nice and loose, you might even want to do a little bit of weeding if, if you really want to get your hands muddy but um, I'm going to hand it over to Selena now, I think I've spoken long enough and uh, over to you Selena, where are you? Thanks Karen Sounds like the community garden's going great, although a bit wet. Um, I'm at home as well, locked down, so can't get out much. But let's go for a ramble in my garden. And I'm just coming out to uh, outside the house, and my glorious azalea is in bloom, covered with bright pink flowers. It's gorgeous. 
there's not so many veggies in my garden because I mostly grow them down at the community garden. So my garden's got a lot more flowers at this time. And I think, yeah, lately noticing more flowers come out. So um, I'm seeing calendula, lavender, pelangoniums that are just coming into bud, <clears throat> and echium, which is a huge um, bush with bright purple flowers that's coming into bud. Uh, even my Dutch iris has come out early, so I'm seeing purple flowers, helibores, oh hello helicopter, uh, yeah, so let's just go for a little wander out the front, um, I've got my lemon tree in a pot that I've named because it was getting scale, so that's still under a kind of quarantine, I haven't planted it out. Um, but it's looking a bit better now so I've given it two sprays so far and the scale is slowly dying off scales is like these little what do you call them insects that have a scaly type armour on them they look like little orange spots Uh, but when you spray them with a horticultural oil like neem it will stop them from sucking out all the goodness from your plant so and presumably they all die off so I hope that's going to work because nothing worse than having bugs suck out all your (laughs) fruit trees Um, now going up the front oh and my little beds that are surrounded by buxus hedges one of the corner ones is covered in the dreaded oxalis but actually I think it looks quite pretty as a ground cover because um, any gardener knows that weeding oxalis is futile because when you start digging it out it just comes back again so it's pretty much taken over one of my corner gardens so there's plenty of other plants coming through as well. I've still got silver beet and I've got margaret daisies and more pelagarniums or geraniums and nasturtium has been covering the ground. So it's not all a loss. Um, I think they can all just live together happily. Oh, Fijoas, they have finished fruiting and I've thinned out much of the branches in the middle on one of my trees and made a little platform, made it like a little tree house. <clears throat> and now it's only about maybe three feet off the ground. <laughs> I've made a little platform to put my orchids on and bromeliads, so they're quite happy in amongst the Fijoa tree. So I made a little tree house for them. Ah, <clears throat> oh, some other flowers are coming out. Freesias and my magnolia is being eaten. 
not by bugs, but I suspect it's birds, because there's holes in the leaves and the flowers. Yet um, they think the, the flower petals are quite tasty. Actually, if you do try flowers, they taste kind of like ginger, quite tasty. So yes, you can eat magnolia flowers. Um, maybe I should eat them first before the birds do. Mm. Yeah, more spring flowers coming out. Yeah, mostly flowers out the front for me. Um, I've got snowdrops still. Well, not snowdrops, snowflakes, sorry. I think they're quite pretty, but they seem to get eaten by another little bug. I'm going to have to get onto those bugs. Get some more birds eating the bugs, not my flowers. Now down the driveway, most of us have houses with only a thin strip of land to garden on because we've got driveways and garages, but I've made mine into a little jungle of plants. Um, And my status is coming out, and I've got grape muscari, which is a little hyacinthus. Rosemary. Uh, what else is flowering now? Virginia, cyclamen. Uh, yeah, a lot of flowers coming out. Well, soon to come out. So actually looking quite good. Um, down the back. Yeah, nasturtiums taken over too. Although it does get a bit frosted, slightly. We haven't had too much frost down here, which is good, because otherwise it will be all droopy and brown. Hmm. Nice day today. Well, that's enough rambling from me. So we're going to break things up a bit with a song called Incense and Peppermints. No coincidence there whatsoever. It was actually recorded in 1967 and was you might recognise it from one of the... Uh, Austin Powers movies and then after that I'm going to share a simple recipe with you that has mint in it enjoy
Smells Incense and Peppermints by the band Strawberry Alarm Clock. That was released back in the 60s. Has that kind of 60s vibe? And that brings us to our plant of the week. Of all the saddest words that I have ever heard, the saddest is a story told me by a bird. You'd spend about an hour chatting with a flower. Which is mint. Now, mint has been growing quite rampant in my garden, down at the bottom, where it's nice and moist, where it likes it best. Uh, And, uh, yeah, it's pretty much taken over. Uh, Mint is a great herb to have in your garden because you can use it for all sorts of things. A little bit of the history of mint, it has a bit of a story behind it and why it's called mint. Um, It originally comes from the Mediterranean area of the world where the Greeks and Romans prized it and it has a bit of a connection with Greek mythology. Uh, According to legend... Uh, There was a nymph called Minth in Greek mythology. And uh, she was beautiful, but she was changed into a nondescript little plant by Persephone uh, when she discovered that her husband and lord of the underworld, Pluto, was in love with the nymph. So unable to undo Persephone's spell... Pluto tried to improve the situation as best he could. He endowed mint with a sweet scent, one that became sweeter the more she was walked upon. Uh, so that is a little story about mint, and certainly you can use mint as a ground cover. Um, you keep clipping your mint, uh, makes a nice little lawn. Uh, we'll cover a lot of ground because it... Uh, it uh, spreads by stolons, which are rootlets. Everywhere it goes, it will root. So um, it's a great ground cover. Now, there's lots of different types of mint. Uh, Just a few are apple mint, spearmint, and there's peppermint, which seems to be a hybrid of uh, spearmint and water mint. Um, Because it's a hybrid, it won't produce viable seed, So with the peppermint, you need to, if you want to propagate it, it's best to divide it. Um, Easy to divide. You just um, clip off some of the stems and they can easily root um, anywhere that they land. So uh, spearmint and uh, peppermint are the ones that are used mostly in uh, essential oil production because they have the most menthol content, although peppermint has more menthol than spearmint. Spearmint, um, you can tell, is from peppermint because it's the leaves are attached more of a spear. They have more of a stalk to them, <clears throat> whereas the peppermint leaves kind of attach straight to the stem and they're a bit more purpley. Uh Peppermint is used a lot in toothpaste, uh, of course, chewing gum, <clears throat> but makes a lovely um, mint tea. And also the essential thing for your Sunday roast 
mint sauce and that goes very well with lamb and peas uh, so one of the staples for your kitchen uh, you can add it to your bath and it's a very good uh, for coughs and colds to clear up your sinuses uh, and also if you have indigestion it can soothe your intestines um, yeah, so mint has a lot of uses. You can add it to salads, and it's an essential ingredient in mint julep. Um, I would advise um, that you grow it somewhere away from other plants. As it likes to have plenty of room to spread. Um, people say put it in a bottomless pot if you want to contain it. Uh, so just take out the bottom of your pot and sink it in the soil. Otherwise, I would just advise leave it plenty of room to spread. Um, you can always cut it down. Um, if you let it flower, it will attract lots of bees, so it's quite useful in that sense. Um, but I would just say let it grow wild in a patch, in a moist patch down in your garden. It likes sun, not too much shade. It can tolerate shade, but it might grow a bit leggy in the shade. And one thing that it can get is rust, the little, um, like little orange spots on it. But if that does happen, just cut it back down to um, to the ground and let it um, grow again, and it will, the leaves will come back um, much greener and fresher. So don't worry too much about rust. Um, if, if you do happen to get it, yeah, just cut it down and um, get rid of the, the leaves that are affected and that will deal with it. Uh, usually that happens because it's too dry, so try and plant it in a moist spot. Thank you for sharing the plant of the week, Selena. Some wonderful information there. Mint, what a wonderful herb. Where on earth would we be without that one? Now Karen's going to share us a mint recipe. So Karen, what have you got for us? So today's recipe is pistachio and mint koftas. It's a recipe of Middle Eastern descent, so you will find it to be very spicy and hot. If you don't like hot foods, just pull back on the chilies. I usually half the amount of chilies put into these sorts of recipes and just pull back on the amount of spices used you can have the amount for instance so here's what you're going to need you're going to need 500 grams of meat mince either lamb or beef or both one to two large onions peeled and chopped two to five green chilies de-seeded one tablespoon of minced fresh garlic a quarter cup of chopped mint a quarter cup of chopped parsley one teaspoon each of allspice and cinnamon one egg and one cup of shelled pistachio nuts now if you have a food processor a good easy way to do it is just chuck everything in that start with the onions and chilies then pop in the pistachio nuts pulsing as you go put in the garlic parsley mint spices egg thereafter 
I usually take the ingredients out of the processor at this point and transfer it to a bowl and then add the mince by hand. After that, you can make your koftas. You can put them onto skewers or just make them into little, roll them into little balls. Then you can put them onto an oven tray and grill for 10 minutes, turning regularly, or you can even do it on the barbecue if you like barbecuing. Finally, serve your koftas with tomato, olives, and of course, with it being Middle Eastern recipe, serve with hummus. I like to serve mine or eat mine with a pita pocket and some other salad ingredients like lettuce or capsicum. Mm-mm. Yummy, flavoursome meal. If you're feeling a bit like you need spicing up, this is the one for you. Give it a go, guys. Hope it's inspired you. Kakitiano. Thanks, Karen. That sounds absolutely delicious. I'm going to try and harvest some of my mint now to make those comfortables. Well, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed hearing us go around on our garden rambles and joined us. And hopefully, uh, you'll be inspired with your own gardens during this lockdown. Spring is coming. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's all we have time for. Come back next week for more great gardening tips at Garden Planet. You can find us on Facebook on our Garden Planet Facebook page or email us at gardenplanetfm at gmail.com if you want to ask us anything about gardening. Happy gardening, everyone, and we'll be back next week.